All right, this is our three. Sportsnet today live here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's also the Sports Drive brought to you by Calgary Lock-In Safe. Ask how a restricted key system can keep your business safe even through employee turnover. Visit CalgaryLockInSafe.com. Logan Gordon, Aaron Vickers along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta. Cam and Taylor are outstanding producers this hour. Still lots to get to as we finish off the week here, Mr. A.V. We've got some more uh, Jose Bautista audio to bring you. He uh, met with the media today to talk about going into the level of excellence tomorrow, as well as signing a one-day contract with the team to officially retire as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. So we'll hear from him in just moments. Also a game day for the Jays as they take on the Chicago Cubs. Taylor's got your latest on the Jays with a Jays report. And uh, we'll chat with Ryan Strasnitsky coming up a little bit later on as well. Plus, we got tickets to give away Ooh. for the Shaw Charity Classic. Do you want to win your way in, Aaron? You can't. So don't even say yes. But you know Chris, so Chris could probably help you get in even if you needed to. I mean, yeah. But probably not with these kind of giveaways that he's not, given us not to with, give not, away. Not with this, no. 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 So stay tuned in this segment. We will get you uh, two chances. Two pairs of tickets to give Ooh. away to the uh, Shaw Charity Classic on this Friday. Let's start with the Jays report. Jays starting a series against the Chicago Cubs tonight with your Jays report. Here is Taylor Dingman. Time now for the Jays report on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Here's Taylor Dingman. The Toronto Blue Jays are gearing up to face off against the Chicago Cubs this weekend. Kicking off the series, the Blue Jays will be sending out Jose Barrios, who's boasting a 9-7 record this season with an ERA of 338. On the other side, Javier Assad will be taking in the mound for the Cubs. Assad has been holding his own with a 1-2 and record and a 335 ERA. In Saturday's game, Chris Bassett, with an impressive 11-6 and record and a 387 ERA, leads the charge for the Blue Jays. The Cubs will counter with Justin Steele, who's been making waves with a 13-3 and record and a remarkable 262 ERA. As for Sunday's potential showdown, if he's back to his full form after a slight setback, Hinjin Ryu could be Toronto's starter. He'll be facing off against Jamison Tyone of the Cubs, who holds a 7-6 and record with a 5-17 ERA. In roster news, Alec Manoa has been optioned down to the Buffalo Bisons, making way for a call-up of Hagen Danner, who's set to join the active roster tonight. And for those eagerly waiting the return of Jordan Romano, you might not have to wait much longer. He could rejoin the team as soon as Saturday after dealing with lower back inflammation. And good news about Danny Jansen, his recent x-rays came back negative after taking a hit on the hand once again. And a special moment awaits former Blue Jays slugger Jose Bautista as he signs a one-day contract to officially retire with the team. His legacy will be forever remembered as his number finds its place in the level of excellence at Rogers Center. Tonight's first pitch will go at 5.07 p.m. and you can catch the game on Sportsnet or right here on Sportsnet 960. Catch the Blue Jays all season long right here on Calgary's home of the Blue Jays, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate that. And yes, let's hear from the man of the hour in Toronto. Jose Bautista sat down with Ross Atkins to sign a one-day contract as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays and retire with the team. He spoke to the media a little bit earlier today in Toronto. Toronto Blue Jays President and CEO Mark Shapiro 
Mark, we'll turn it over to you. Thank you. Well, thanks to everybody for being here. It's been uh, taking too long for this to happen. You know, something it should have done a couple years ago, like much in our world, but uh, incredibly excited to be here today. It's hard to believe and to reflect a little bit on the 10 years that uh, Jose Bautista spent with the Blue Jay organization. You can think about some of the greatest attributes, the incredibly powerful swing, the cannon for an arm. For me, the unbelievably intense work ethic, determination, um, commitment to his craft, because it really wasn't just a game, but it was a craft you know, for Jose. The impact he made on so many with the relationships he formed <clears throat> throughout this organization um, and throughout this community. Um, there are stats and awards, uh, single season home run record, 54 home runs, six all-star games, three silver sluggers, uh, and really so much more, being part of a team that reignited a spark for baseball throughout this country and throughout this city. Um, so much to consider and so much to, to think about. I really can't think of a player that should retire a Blue Jay more than Jose Bautista. So it's an incredible honor for me today to offer a one-day contract to Jose so that uh, he can rightfully retire a Toronto Blue Jay. So I'm going to sign this very official contract. Would you do me the honor? And I guess uh, I'll, I'll do the same. Thank you. Awesome. There it is. Thank you. So tomorrow we'll uh, one more incredibly honor, and Jose will take his place among Blue Jay greats as we elevate his name to the level of excellence. Um, be a great moment for him, for Nisha, for his girls. So excited to have them here to celebrate with the fans across this city, across this country, uh, and for the entire Blue Jay organization. Incredibly powerful moment. There's, it's a privilege to have him here, and it's going to be a privilege to have him once again in a Blue Jay uniform and we got to get him in the new blue since he never wore it so we're going to get him in the new blue today so present jose and thank you to the whole blue jays organization uh the rogers family and um everyone here for for coming uh as mark said this has been a long time coming but as we know there were some challenges a few years back and this was uh the soonest we could get it done i appreciate uh, the gesture and the one day contract, but um, I think everybody knew for a while that I had, you know, been retired, but this is a way to make it official. And um, what other way to make it better than just coming back here to Toronto and signing this uh, one day contract and making it uh, official official. So um, happy to be here and I can't wait for tomorrow. And I think I'll just open it up for questions. Great. So we'll open up it up to questions. Please raise your hand, wait for the mic, state your name and outlet, and limit to one question and one follow-up. Please raise your hand if you have a question. A lot of shy people today. Hi, Jose. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Jeff Stumple from Global News. Obviously, a lot of people in the city and the country sharing memories about your time uh, wearing that uniform in a slightly different shade, but I wonder what memory stands out most to you as you reflect back. Um, I don't think there's one, just, you know, 
10 years is a long time, so there are a lot of memories. So uh, a lot of great memories, a lot of great relationships and connections made here. So um, it's hard to pick just one. Uh, there were plenty. Uh, everybody seems to go back to, obviously, the playoff series and the bat flip and those games. But for me, it's, uh, it's hard to pick just one. So um, I don't know if I have a favorite. And the follow-up, I guess, in terms of what you're most proud of here. I know you were talking the other day about um, you know, sort of, and it was mentioned already in terms of elevating and bringing, bringing baseball back in, in, into this country in many ways. Yeah, being a part of that, obviously. You know, we had great teams, and I was, you know, just one of the guys. But being able to kind of bring Blue Jays baseball back on the map for, for the city and for the country was, was a huge, uh, I feel, accomplishment for our groups. Uh, and I was happy to be a part of that. Hey, Jose. Over here. Just the symbolism of signing the one-day contract and retiring, such a retiring with a Blue Jays uniform on. They didn't get to play your final game as a player, but the final moment in baseball, I guess, kind of like uh, having a Blue Jays uniform on. What does that mean to you? It's huge. Obviously, I, I owe a great deal to this franchise. They gave me a chance, and I was able to accomplish a lot here. So um, I definitely was already, in my head, retired as a Blue Jay. But to make it official, it's, it's kind of cool. And... Uh, this way, you know, fans can, can have their moment too and know that uh, I was proudly um, a member of the club, I guess, for, for the last uh, one last time. And uh, it was officially the last club that I was a part of before uh, officially announcing the retirement. Jose, Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Um, you came here and people weren't sure who you were or what you were going to do. And Dwayne Murphy and Cito Gaston saw something in your swing and helped and made changes. How big an influence were those two gentlemen on the success that you had in your career? Huge. I would say they had some of the biggest impact. Um, and, you know, you're, you hit it right in the head. Those two guys definitely uh, worked with me behind the scenes a lot. Uh, even when I got here until I started playing every day, because it took almost a full year from when I got traded until uh, I saw some regular playing time. Um, it was a lot of work behind the scenes, and uh, I'm glad that I came to this organization at the time that it did because of everything that happened afterward. And uh, they are a big part of that. 2015 is probably the best baseball team the city has seen since the World Series years of, of 92 and 93. And I ran into someone from that team a few days ago who said it still bothers him that you didn't win the World Series that year when he believes you had the best team. When you look back to 2015 and think of how close you were and in the end what didn't happen, what are your thoughts on that? No, the same, but I, I could say that about every season I played. Uh, but that was the one, obviously, we were the closest uh, to achieving that. Uh, and I felt we had the most momentum because if... If you remember, we had a, a lot of great additions at the deadline that year, and we kind of caught fire, and we were playing great baseball, and our confidence was riding high. Uh, and then we obviously beat the Rangers in a great series. Uh, but, you know, Kansas City was a great team as well. They had tough pitching, and we couldn't get past them. But, yeah, that definitely feels like the one that got away. Jose, um, you talked about Mike Wilner from Toronto Star. You talked about how much you enjoyed being a part of like the revitalization of baseball in Toronto. When you got here, this was a team that had been mediocre for a decade and a half and 
you know, the stands were mostly empty when Doc wasn't pitching. What was it like for you to be a part of, how did it feel to see it turn from that to what you saw at the end of 2015 in the stands? Well, mediocre is a tough word, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, there was a lot of great talent in those teams, but sometimes in baseball it doesn't work out as easy and, and doesn't reflect in wins when you even have great, great groups of players playing together. But um, I don't know, just kind of, it was good to see that, you know, with some winning, that passion and that love for the Blue Jays that you constantly hear people talking or heard people talking about at the time, uh, you know, was reflected with showing up in the stands and, and just getting to the ballpark every day and supporting the team uh, that way. Um, but it, we knew, like, people love the team. You could, just, you could see it on the streets, people wearing the gear, and just the conversations with friends and relationships across town. Um, and it just took a, took a few wins to get them, took them out to the ballpark consistently, but it was, it was a great feeling to be a part of that. And you might not be able to specifically point to a favorite moment as a Blue Jay, but are there standout people, relationships that you can name that, you know, I know you'll forget some, but, but who stood out to you over your time here? Well, that's a, that's a tough question because I don't want to miss anybody uh, from naming that list. But um, I think you, you might have to wait till tomorrow for, um, for my speech to, to kind of see uh, all the names that I had in mind. That is Jose Bautista, officially retires as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays and will go to the level of excellence tomorrow uh, against the Chicago Cubs. Closing out the hour, Logan Gordon, Aaron Vickers along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta, and very excited to bring in our next guest, next guest, to chat about a very cool initiative that he's been running and getting going. Guys are doing a ton of great stuff around the city of Calgary for a while now, but here to talk about a golf tournament called Launch Charity Golf a tournament hosted at Heritage Point Golf Course just outside of Calgary with the objective of the tournament to raise money to support adaptive athletes and showcase adaptive technologies that people may not know exist. Very happy to bring in this afternoon on the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline, Ryan Strasnitsky joins us. Ryan, thanks for doing this today, man. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, appreciate the time, man. Uh, talk to us about this golf tournament you got coming up. Sounds like a really cool initiative you got going on. Yeah, so with the Strong Foundation that aims to give back to those with both mental and physical disabilities, an opportunity through adaptive sport and rehabilitation funding, I decided I wanted to raise sort of awareness through uh, a golf tournament where a paragolfer, which is a, an adaptive sport piece of equipment, will be presented and I'll be golfing out of uh, to kind of raise awareness and raise some funds towards purchasing more adaptive equipment to place in various locations throughout Calgary. Straz, I'm just curious. There's a couple different layers to this golf tournament. There's the Heritage Point portion, there's the launch pad portion, and dinner and an auction as well. Can you just run me through what all entails on the uh, launch charity golf tournament on August 27th? Absolutely. So we start with, at 1.30 uh, at Heritage Point. We'll shoot 18 holes, and then Zeno Renewables, uh, a new solar power uh, energy company, was gracious enough to provide a few hours at launch pad from 6 to 9 p.m., uh, you know, anyone's invited, free drinks, food, um, and then, you know, play some rounds of golf, get networking, get talking, uh, again, raise that awareness for uh, the tournament itself. Afterwards, there will be uh, sort of a dinner and silent auction, and then 
yeah, from there we, we hope to raise some funds to buy some adaptive equipment. Have you used the adaptive golf equipment a lot, Straz? Yeah, so I've been using it quite a bit at Heritage. Uh, I've been about been out about five or six times right now golfing with a few buddies, and uh, it's, it's a whole new process, and it's uh, a learning curve for sure, but I'm enjoying every minute of it. Is it different? I'm imagining it's, it's vastly different, each piece of adaptive equipment, whether it's doing sledge. I know Ryan and me were talking about how you, you've done rugby before. Imagine each piece of uh, equipment has its own learning curve attached to it, eh? Absolutely. I mean, for example, the sports chair itself is, is not it's not cheap. Uh, it's quite expensive. So to provide that to someone and then having to provide a sled, which is in it, in and of its own self with different moving parts and, uh, you know, especially this paragolfer as well, there's there's so many little intricacies. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to try all these sports and understand it sort of from the inside out to understand the struggles that come with it. So I'm hoping that with profits uh, um, that proceed from the tournament, I can you know dive and, and use my knowledge to help uh, any sort of organization or uh, people who need sports equipment in the best way that I can. I want to ask you about some of the other sports you've participated in in a moment, but just tell me a little bit about paragolf and, and what it's like out there um, in terms of the rules, in terms of the format, things of that sort. So I'm, I'm familiar with what the what in the division I'm I'm in called the sit down division. So uh, obviously in the in the paragolfer I'd be somewhat seated or, or use a seated machine to help stand and the rules are you, you golf from the reds i believe uh if it hits certain bunkers you can do a drop ball and i believe if you you know you stand up and the ball is just a little out of the way you can move it six inches in any direction to kind of help you line it up so i uh, i mean those are the rules that i understand and as far as paragolf in canada it's not quite developed so we're working on getting a bunch of adaptive golfers of any sort of ability to participate to practice to participate in tournaments uh, across the world. We're hoping to grow Paragolf Canada into an actual sport and hopefully and, and maybe make a push to have it a Paralympic sport by 2028 or uh, 2032. Straz, those rules you just laid out are actually how Aaron Vickers plays most of his golf games. He just takes drops out of bunkers anyways. He has a six-inch radius around the ball that he moves anyways. So I think he'd actually fit in pretty well if he goes golfing with you sometime. Absolutely. Let me know anytime. I'd love to have you out. <laughs> oh, I'll take you up on that for sure. If there's one thing that I'm about this summer, it's going to be golfing. Um, the tournament is to raise funds towards purchasing adaptive equipment, as you mentioned. Do you have any idea how many pieces, particularly for golf, exist in the Calgary area right now? Uh, so currently there's only one in the Calgary area, and that's at Heritage Point. It's the one that I purchased earlier in the year. I know that there's various ones in, in Invermere and Victoria, but unfortunately they're you know, the only three in Western Canada, which is unfortunate to hear. So we're hoping, again, to raise funds uh, uh, to have more throughout Calgary. Uh, we're not sure which locations yet or, or what that process would look like, but uh, I think we all know the, the importance of sport and why we're doing this. So uh, you know, I appreciate the plug, and, and we're going to do our best to, to try and make uh, adaptive sports more inclusive for everyone. Uh, Straz, how much goes into the golf portion, the golf course portion of it when it comes to accessibility for these athletes, like uh, does the golf course need to go through a, a certain amount of, you know, track and making sure that there's uh, accessible ways to get about the golf course as well? Uh, there isn't really set rules for that, but uh, maybe this initiative and this uh, agenda will help, uh, you know, help have golf courses look at the accessibility of courses if paragolf was to grow into a more common sport at uh, various golf courses. So, you know, maybe uh, after we, we get a couple paragolfers throughout Calgary, it'll it'll push the initiative for uh, for more accessibility for golf courses themselves. For sure. So for myself or for those listening, how does one get involved in the Launch Charity Golf Tournament? Where do I go? What do I got to do? Yeah, so you can go to our website at strastrongfoundation.com slash launch. 
or if you go on the strassstrongfoundation.com uh, website or social media, uh, it'll have all the details there. You click on the link, you can register a team in which, you know, we're looking for a lot more teams. So we'd love to have everyone sign up and, uh, you know, sponsors and volunteers as well. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of spots open. We'd, we'd love to have anyone and, and everyone come out. Yeah, there's still, uh, there's still sponsorship uh, opportunities available for the tournament? Absolutely, yeah. Tell me a little bit about some of the other sports you've been participating in. We know the golf thing. We know the sledge. I'm just curious of what else you've been up to in terms of the athletic world. So I've been dabbling in, in anything that, you know, that I kind of want to try. And a lot of it was uh, uh, wheelchair basketball, obviously rugby. I tried rowing. Uh, I, you know, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. I want to try tennis. I want to try all sorts of sports just to see how many sports I could potentially compete in in the Paralympics. You know, I, I went from sort of this uh, tunnel vision of hockey being my whole life and having to prove t- something to myself mm-hmm. to make Team Canada sled hockey. But I think over time and as I've matured, I've realized that there's so many other outlets out there and that if I can help grow sled hockey, maybe I can help grow these other sports in the midst of, of pursuing that dream as well. So I'm going to try as many sports as I can and, and see how many Paralympics I can compete in and, and uh, maybe walk away with a few medals. What's been the most competitive sport that you've tried so far, Straz, as you've explored these different sports? That's super tough. I, I would have to say rugby. I mean, <laughs> I tried my first time in Red Deer over the summer, and I wasn't expecting much. And the story I got is essentially I'm, I'm wheeling around thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to just get a couple points. And I remember getting a, a pass down the center of the gym, not thinking anything of it. And out of nowhere, this guy collides with me, and I almost flip out of my chair. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap. I'm... I'm in for one. So, you know, the rest of the game, I kind of had my head up and, and just love the physicalness. And, and those guys are out there to win no, no matter what time of the day. You're still doing the uh, the public speaking thing too. How's that been for you? It's good, yeah. I'm still uh, working on gigs. I'm getting to travel a lot more, uh, uh, kind of tell my story, showcase it, and, uh, you know, work on it in the, in the midst of it. Because, you know, I don't believe my story's over. i got a long way to go. And, uh, you know, I want to share that with the people to hopefully – uh, you know, inspire them to chase their dreams no matter the situation that they're in. Yeah, you mentioned that. How, how does it feel to, to go and speak to groups and, and be an inspiration to, to people that might be in a similar situation? Uh, it's something I never would have guessed I'd be doing. I mean, I was a pretty shy guy and pretty quiet, kept to myself uh, growing up. But afterwards, uh, seeing the impact that it had on maybe kids or, or, or people that, you know, looked up to me, I, I mean, it's just, it, it, I'm doing it for them, right? I, I want to showcase them that again no matter the situation that you're in you, you're more than capable of achieving your goals and a lot of that stems from mindset and, and that's what's been with me and that's what's been taught from you know family coaches mentors uh, trainers all of the above have taught me that mindset's going to get you the farthest in life so that's what i want to propagate to the world and, and hopefully they can take some uh, inspiration away from that is that sort of how the Stras strong foundation came about or maybe you could tell me a little bit about the backstory because the foundation opens up the opportunity for funds for a variety of things whether it be physical rehabilitation mental health, adaptive equipment, as we've talked about, so on and so forth. Absolutely. So the Strass Strong Foundation started actually right after the accident when I was in the hospital. And my former trainer, uh, Cody Thompson, was starting to raise funds for my rehab needs that I would need in the future. And over the course of the pandemic, those funds were sort of just sitting there. And, you know, I, I thought to myself, you know, how can I, uh, you know, take these funds and put them to good use, right? Like I'm, uh, I'm doing fine with, with work and everything. How can I take these funds and put them towards community goes around me and I think a lot of that stemmed from uh, Darcy Hogan who's my head coach at Humboldt um, you know he always taught us to be good community people and, and benefit those around you in that, in that team sort of atmosphere and uh, you know with that in mind I decided I'm going to start a foundation try to get charity status and, and work along groups that have the same 
sort of uh, mindset and the same initiatives so that we can work together to create a, a better, more accessible, adapted world in the future. And, and that's what we're going to continue to do is raise awareness, raise funds, and, and give back to the community because, um, you know, these, these people need it the most and uh, some of the hardest working people I've met and, and sport changes lives. So that's uh, the whole point of the foundation and we're going to continue to strive every day to to get that out to the world. I was going to ask, how rewarding has it been seeing the foundation grow and the reactions to the public speaking engagements and, and things of that nature? It's good, but I, I'm a pretty stubborn guy, so I never yeah. think <laughs> the, the job's never over, the mission's never over, so you continue to push until, um, you know, until you know, people don't, don't really need you anymore. So I don't think that day will ever come, so we're going to continue pushing. Um, in terms of the sledge hockey participation, I'm just curious how... Um, You've seen your skills and your, your, you know, basically your skill set and your goals grow and change and evolve as you become more involved in that particular sport. And I'm wondering if um, tournaments uh, with Hockey Canada, things of that sort, sort of fuel you and motivate you on the, uh, on the sledge hockey front. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, since I started with sled hockey, I, my man covered the hockey smarts, but, you know, I was using that left hand and the skating portion that needed some catching up to do. So, over time, I, I put myself in situations where I know I'm not going to be the best player out there. I'm, I'm training with national team guys who are just absolutely able to watch. So I put myself in those situations to improve and, and make my way up to Canada's development level. And, and from there, who knows what will happen. But uh, as far as my involvement with Hockey Canada in the future, that's uh, kind of out of my control. It's up to them to uh, you know, you know, provide that opportunity for me at, at camps or, or tournaments or whatever the case. So uh, I'm putting in as much work as I can. And, uh, sort of waiting on that call. I wanted to ask you about sledge hockey because I wanted to bring it back to the rugby. What's been the harder hit you've taken? Has it been on the ice or has it been in the gym with the rugby? Sure. Uh, uh, it, it's been a harder hit, but, um, you know, I'm used to that sort of hit. So getting hit in a chair and, and uh, almost flying over with no control, I think that was scarier, but hockey I've definitely been hit harder. Uh, it is the Launch Charity Golf Tournament. It's coming up at Heritage Point Golf Course just outside of Calgary raising money to support adaptive athletes and showcase adaptive technologies that people may not know about. Strasstrongfoundation.com slash launch. Ryan, really appreciate the time as always, man. Keep up the good work. If it's cool with you and your team, we'll throw out some tweets on our uh, social media end of things. Hopefully bring some more awareness to the tournament, eh? That's perfect. Thank you guys so much. Take care, Ryan. Thanks again, man. See ya. Bye now. Ryan Shresnitsky joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest hotline this afternoon. Once again, if you're interested in getting involved, they're looking for teams to go out and play at this thing. Uh, sponsorship availability opportunities uh, still there. Strasstrongfoundation.com slash launch or just head to Strasstrongfoundation.com and you'll see the tab for launch on the top right-hand corner and they have all the information for who you need to get a hold of uh, if you want to bring in a team or if you want to be a sponsor for this event. Uh, I'll have Cam and Taylor our uh, outstanding producer here on Sportsnet 960 throw up a tweet uh, as well on our uh, socials to try to uh, get it out there if you're looking for a way to get involved uh, with Ryan and this golf tournament. Yeah, in terms of playing, they offer two packages. You can play as a duo. You can play as a foursome. It's two hours at Launchpad, a round of golf at Heritage Point, a dinner with auction items and testimonials, and an opportunity to try out some adaptive equipment provided by athletes in their respective pair of sports. So pretty cool opportunity to go out play some golf, eat some food, have a couple beverages, and and really contribute to a good cause. Uh, I really liked your question there about the availability of these. Yeah, one in Calgary. That's Yeah, that that's doesn't it. make sense. There's more than 
just Ryan out there who want to take advantage of these and and there's only one available can imagine how scarce the availability is and it's only available at Heritage Point and I know there's plenty of other golf courses around uh, not just in Calgary but the Calgary area that would love to get involved in that sort of thing and make that a a thing because I love that Ryan's trying all these because I would have never known that right had Straz not gone out and said look I want to try what para golf is like would we have ever known that there's only one of those and the one no. that he purchased, right? And, and that's uh, for a city the size of Calgary that continues to grow. I, I can tell you right now, there's plenty of other athletes out there that would love the opportunity to try that. And we're going to get there by doing things like this uh, launch charity golf tournament at Heritage Point. And no question, this equipment is expensive. And that's why events like this, the uh, launch charity golf tournament are so important. Get out, participate, support, because as Strauss said, there's one, one. Yeah, it's not enough. Not enough. No. Uh, He is Aaron Vickers. I'm Logan Gordon. We're finishing up hour three of the program today. Later on this evening, we will send you to Rogers Center for the Jays and the Cubs. Jose Barrios gets the start for the Jays, of course. Uh, Not to downplay this game, but everyone is looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, where the level of excellence will reach uh, a new height with Jose Bautista being added to the very exclusive list of Toronto Blue Jays. We heard a lot from him today. We gave away some tickets to the Shaw Charity Classic. That was a lot of fun. Had a stamps report, a look in on their game against the Lions, and off-season review time, New Jersey Devils edition. Flames fans, if you want an inside look at what you're getting in Yegor Sharangovich, Mike Morreale joined us from NHL.com. He covers the Devils has seen him in the last couple of years in the NHL and had some really good thoughts on one of the Flames' newest forwards coming into next season. So go and check that out. It's on hour one of the podcast. Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite pod catcher. AV, it was great to see you again today. Thanks for hopping on with us. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, for Kevin Taylor, our outstanding producers, thank you for your hard work today. Thank you for listening live or on the podcast. This has been the Sports Drive Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Ask how a restricted key system can keep your business safe, even through employee turnover. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Have a tremendous weekend. We are back on Monday here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.